Welcome to Chat with Crystal, empowerment coaching and conversations with real women from around the world. I'm your host, Crystal Andrus Morissette, founder of the SWAT Institute. Women are being called right now to help heal this world. And it's time for a radio podcast that shows the how we're going to do just that, empowering one woman at a time. Now let's get to it. Wow, let's get to it. It is Friday, March 5th. 2021 and my name is Crystal Andres Morissette and I am honored to be here with you today. For those of you who don't know because you're not in my world, uh, our sisterhood got a real big shock this morning, um, devastating news that one of our own SWAT sisters has taken her own life this week. Her, her beloved husband passed last week um, and it was shocking. Um, Catherine Chavez uh, just loved her husband Rick and I was able to not get to know them actually because they live in Vegas and I'm up here in Canada but I got to know them um, in a way that both of them but especially Catherine in a way where she touched my heart so deeply. I've, I've been her personal coach and professional coach for a few years I worked with her on all of her branding and her website, and we came up with the Catherine Chavez Club. Um, her courses, you know, Catherine's just, it's just shocking to me right now because she is just one of the most beautiful, I know we say this, but one of the most beautiful, brightest lights I'd ever met. Uh, a voice like an angel, she met her husband. I am actually going to read, I actually have this bio that I wrote for Catherine years ago um that we worked back and forth on and i just want to share a little bit about it or i just want to share a little bit of it um is catherine's story and she wrote since i'm asking you to trust well i wrote with her since i'm asking this is catherine though from catherine since i'm asking you to trust that i get you and i know i can help you get to where you want to be i thought i'd share with you how i know and what i know if you're not a big reader here's the cliff's notes version she was i'm the youngest kid to a large catholic family I was a perfectionist and a people pleaser. I became a church cantor at 21 and I sang at different churches for five years. I got a respectable nine to five job at the bank, but my courage slowly began to shrivel. My spirit begged me to wake up, shocked everyone when I chose me, moved to Las Vegas, flipped the old script. My confidence went through the roof. I started singing and performing and making money. I met the love of my life, another performer, Rick. We made the best music met the best friends and learned how to dream big. I've studied and researched and created a system that blows the lid off of fear. I've launched my dream career as a success magician and I'm ready and excited to meet you. Now, if you want the longer juicier version, she says, grab a coffee and dig in. Yes, the youngest born in a Catholic, large Catholic family. I walked the line of structure and tradition, meeting the expectations of family, society and culture. I dutifully adhered to coloring inside the lines. As a female growing up in the complexities of the ever-changing rules in my world, I was a good girl, meaning I got mostly A's throughout school. I was in by 9 p.m. every night. I held down a part-time job to make my own money, and I wasn't, in quotes, wild. God forbid we be wild. I soldiered on to get my college degree, serving my church loyally as a cantor, I took a respectable nine to five job at a bank. I was boring, but safe. And I assumed I would move up, move up the career ladder and eventually gain the title of Mrs. And probably mom, because isn't this what I was supposed to accomplish? 
Isn't this the role that good women should want to play, be, become, to serve, to cook, to clean? Every day I played the role of being reliable, dedicated, and stable. I was sure my diligence and hard work serving others and meeting their needs would pay off, but they weren't, and I didn't see a light at the end of my slowly dimming tunnel. My courage muscle was shriveling, yet I knew there had to be a greater purpose for me, and that I wasn't just brought here to live life at a minimum. And that's when my boring life came to a screeching halt. The man who I believed was my real and lasting love broke my heart. The relationship began with the right words, the right actions, and the right intentions, or so I thought. And it ended with me discovering he'd been someone else practically the entire time. My love affair, my love affair rather, was a sham. My heart was broken. My beliefs and ability to trust in myself was rocked beyond reality. On top of it, my identity and credit was stolen by a bad person, and you better believe I woke up. I was penniless, creditless, lonely, and desperate. I couldn't believe that the good girl me, who had lived her life on the right path, could have this happen. How could I not see it coming, she wrote. And that's when I faced the worst possible thing. What would people think of me? How had I been so gullible and naive? Wasn't I smarter than that, above things like this? Here I was living my entire existing existence, making sure I didn't stand out, making sure I didn't rise too far above the crowd or above him, fearing it would be uncomfortable if I shined too brightly. There was no way this was me living my highest self. And though I had stayed in my lane to a fault, convinced I was living the right path, I knew this was clearly not the right path for me. This was not how God or goddess or spirit wanted me to live. The trouble was I had no clue at the time how to graciously bow out of some of the constraints of family and community to start creating a life more aligned with me and my dreams. So instead, I ran away. I took off. I left my tribe out in the cold. Literally, I took off for Vegas. Ha! I went from church canter working at the bank to performing on the Vegas Strip. I sang, sang on stage and made money recording my music. And I began a long healing journey one that led me here to you. She writes, I know I shocked everyone when I chose me, and maybe I could have done it another way, a gentler way, but it was all I need to, knew to do. I chose me. I chose myself first. I focused only on me. I began to see value and my worth without worrying about failing to meet someone else's expectations. I realized I didn't have to feel guilty, ashamed, or apprehensive for not doing life someone else's way or for not trying to deliver perfect results. I stopped feeding those dragons that constantly demanded my compliance. I stopped explaining myself to those who didn't need to know. I stopped feeling ashamed over failures that weren't mine to own. And more importantly, I stopped feeling guilty for wanting more. I am more. It's okay to be more. When I flipped the old script and started and shifted my thinking, my confidence and self-awareness went through the roof. I was no longer triggered by criticism, petty opinions, and mean agendas. I no longer gave reasons why to those reasons why to those who didn't need to know. I said no to the shaming, the guilt, and self-doubt. As part of those old social conversations, I knew I was worthy of so much more, worthy of being allowed to choose my own path and worthy of living by my own expectations and I did it. I did it. And you can too. And then guess what happened next? I got the topping on the cake. I met my husband, Rick, another performer. And together we began to build a life of adventure, magic, and making dreams come true. Now I'm not suggesting you have to run off to Vegas to be the star of your own show. 
but I can help you boldly or graciously. That's how you prefer. Access your greatest self, your truth, your passion, your soul, to trust yourself, respect yourself now. And I want to help you dream now, dream big, and dream you. I want to help you let go of old messages and stories and only receive new ones that tell you that you are worthy, deserving, complete, talented, beautiful, valuable, smart, and plenty. I am Catherine Chavez. So nice to meet you. Wow, right? Whew. So let's all take a big, deep breath because no matter where we're at right now, no matter what we've been through, no matter what each one of us, we are connected. You know, for me, it was a huge shock to wake up this morning and find out that she had taken her life. Her husband, Rick, uh, her beloved husband, Rick, who is 21 years her senior, passed. I don't have the date. It was a week or two ago. And finding out of his passing was so shocking to me. I just knew how much Catherine loved him and I knew the magic they made together and we're still making together. They were still working on music together and um, I'd watched Rick perform many times live because Catherine was always videotaping him when he was performing. She was doing Facebook lives. Uh, he was just an amazing music musician and uh, Catherine loved him deeply. I know she loves her stepdaughter, uh, his daughter as well. And so this is all just a big shock. And I thought today that rather than curling up in a ball and having a cry, which I did for a lot of the morning, I thought it's so much more important right now, probably more than ever before, that we keep reaching out. Times have changed, especially in the last year. We, half of us are in lockdown, half of us can't see our own loved ones, our own family, our own friends. And I don't know exactly what was going on with Catherine, but I know that those dark nights of the soul can really take us down, even when you're a success magician, even when you make beautiful music like Catherine did, even when you feel like you have the answers for so many other people, like many of us feel at times, how can I have the answers for so many, but feel so confused? inside my own head. Uh, it doesn't mean you're not a boss, babe. It doesn't mean you're not fabulous. It means you're human and we need each other. And I've said this for years upon years upon years. If we could heal alone, we would. We'd all write in our journals by ourselves. We would all, you know, cry our own tears. We would never let them see us sweat. We would buck up and we would pull it off and we, but we can't, we don't heal alone. We heal with each other, through each other. We heal by sharing stories. We heal by seeing ourselves mirrored and reflected back to us by the people in our lives, even the ones that drive us crazy. They're mirroring back something to us. I'm going to tell you something that uh, I've told maybe two or three people. Um, this week was one of the hardest weeks I have had since I was a teenage girl. Um, it's so bizarre, but it makes more sense to me now. Um, I don't even know why, but on Wednesday of this week, I, was, I just cried a lot. Well, I know why I was crying. I, don't, I had something in my own life happen this week with family. And um, I was just crying a lot this week. And on Wednesday, probably the first time in my entire life, I Googled suicidal ideologies. I never Googled that before. The first thing that popped up was, you know, helplines, crisis helplines. And I just started Googling what's going on and I I was so heavy. 
and so sad. Um, I canceled my calls this week, my coaching calls, which I've never done. I did it. I did a few. Um, I see Angelica, Angelica there. I did a few, a handful that I didn't want to leave some of my women that I knew needed me because we need each other down. Um, but the majority of everything was canceled. And to wake up this morning to this news and to find out that uh, Catherine took her life Sunday or Monday of this week, in some strange way, I don't know, it just helps me realize like, wow, we're just so connected. And of course I felt just immense, horrible pain, heaviness and suffering this week because someone I loved so very much was going through her darkest night of her life. So if anyone on the line today, I see some of you here, Charlene, I'm, I'm not sure. I think I see Charlene there. Charlene, I know that we reached out to each other this morning. We've both been in tears. Not sure if you feel comfortable unmuting your line and maybe we could have a chat, but anyone else who's on the line today that maybe got to know Catherine, did mentorship coaching with Catherine, took one of her courses, uh, maybe even mentored her. her. If, you would, if you feel like you're needing to commiserate today, to talk, to share, uh, to talk about your own grief. I, I see Taryn there. Taryn has gone through uh, something uh, that I wouldn't wish upon anybody. Her own husband passed a few years back and I was able to spend a lot of time, of course, again, online and over the telephone with Taryn. So I know that um, we can come through these things together. That makes us, I hate to say this, stronger because no one wants to think that way, but we are meant to be together, especially in times of sorrow and grief. And I want to just open up the lines. I don't know if this podcast will ever be published. It may stay just in our private vault. Uh, but I do want to just encourage you that if you want to share or talk, to press star two into your keypad right now. And, um, and maybe we can uh, share this conversation with each other. So I see Catherine. I mean, Charlene, no pressure, Charlene, but I'm going to unmute your line. You don't have to do anything at all. Hey, Charlene. How are you, my love? Hi, hon. Can you hear me? I can. I can. How are you? Okay. Tough day. Tough day, Catherine. I'm, I mean, not Catherine. Crystal, Crystal. I know. I'm, I know. I'm just honestly in shock. And it's, it's, it's interesting because we hear all the time, all the time. You don't know what's going on with people. And for me, Catherine, how my relationship with Catherine was, she was to me, mm. just one of those, honestly, one of these special people that she had a way of making you feel special yeah, <laughs> and making you feel acknowledged. Yeah. Like she saw me. She saw me, and yeah. I saw her, and I am just, and I'm so sorry. I am so sorry that one of our sisters, like, I know, had to be in, like, just the thought, honestly, the thought of her feeling so, you know, so brokenhearted, losing her, her person, Mm -hmm. and 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 being in a place 
and and I know and I understand. I totally understand. And I'm just all over the map right now. I swear, I'm just all over the map. And I understand that, you know, we don't understand all the all the levels that people are going through and, and all of that. But to know that this was, you know, the week and, and what and what she went through, I mean, I'm just devastated. I know. It is devastating. It's devastating, I think. Well, it's just devastating. And I think for us, it's so gut-wrenching because part of our school part of what we do is we mentor yes. each other you know yes. we we're always here for each we're here and to think like you know i don't i don't want to do this to myself but last week i i wrote to madeline and said like we've got to get some flowers uh-huh. sent to her for rick and right. i'm just in my own head thinking what the fuck is wrong with me why didn't i call her you know, these are the I things know. we do to ourselves. Like, why didn't I fucking call her? You know why I thought I didn't call her? I, know. I didn't call her why? because I thought she has so much family around her. I don't want to be mm. bothersome. I don't want to mm-hmm. um, add. I I don't, I sent her a message just to say like, I'm here, but that's not enough. And I think that's I my message right now. It's not enough to just say, please reach out if you're in a dark place because that's when people don't reach out when they're in that dark place. People don't reach out in that dark place. And, what? and they don't. And you know what? And thank you for saying that. And you know what it is? And let me say this. And, and when people, I had my girlfriend, my girlfriend, and I didn't even know what to do. I honestly, you, sometimes you don't know what to do. And I had my girlfriend that her father died. And I know, and everyone was saying to her, she was saying, you know, they're like, okay, let me know. I'm here for you. Everyone said that to her. I'm here for you. I'm here for you. And I'm not saying that they weren't. I'm yeah. sure they were. Yeah. But she, but she wasn't gonna reach out, Crystal. She yeah. wasn't gonna. You know what I had to do? I literally, all I did was got in the car and went to her house. Period. And I stood right there with her the whole day because when someone's in a situation like that, the reality is that they're not gonna reach out. Yeah. They're just not gonna reach out because if you're already so dark and so lonely, they usually don't reach out. And and I'm and, and and I don't like how also I go there too. I think that's a very normal human thing because I'm like, oh my God, Charlene, you could have done more. You could have like reached out more to her. I know. Gosh, I was planning on visiting Catherine. I live in I live in Scottsdale, Arizona. She's in she's in Vegas. We're literally four hours away. We had plans. So I can imagine how you felt, and 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 in the reality, I want everyone to hear it's it's not a, a it, it wasn't on us. I understand. Yeah, it's and not on us. All these emotions that we're feeling, yeah. it's not on us. It's not on us. It's not on us. And 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 we all love this woman. I mean, seriously, I adored her. I know. I have and, a message. Her last message to me on on Facebook what? Messenger was, "I trust you implicitly," with a heart. <laughs> her last message to me. I know. Okay, you stay on the line. I'm going to open it up. I see Taryn here. Taryn, I'm going to open up the line because I think sometimes commiserating together is the greatest gift we can give to ourselves. Hey, Taryn, how are you? I'm good. Can you hear me? Yep. I'm, 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 I'm coming to talk to the people that are, um, emotional today, but cause, um, I was thinking when I woke up and saw that this morning and I reached out to her because when I was going through grief when I lost my husband that two weeks that two to three weeks in fact the whole year was an entire blur to me and people reached out and they said the things that they needed to say is there anything I can do is there anything I can do to help and and most of my friends were extremely kind and my family was extremely supportive but we just don't know what we need help with 
Yeah. And I think, Charlene, your, your idea of just going over and showing up and sitting down with somebody is the answer. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's being quiet and not having anything to say. Mm -hmm. And I reached mm -hmm. out to Catherine and I said to her, I said, you know, I know what you're going through. I've been there. And if mm -hmm. you ever just need a shoulder and someone to talk to, you know, I'm, I'm in Virginia, um, I'm here. And I reached out and she and I talked for a little, little brief amount of period of time. And, and all, that's, I guess the message is that I, you know, you don't know what you don't know until you go through it. And it wasn't until my husband passed away and I could see myself with somebody else who was going through grief. Yes. And so what I will, what I have to say to everyone here is she, she did all that she needed to do. And at some point she re recognized that she couldn't be there without him. Um, and you know, each person handles it differently and it's sad. And I, I'm sad that she's gone. Cause I, I agree. She was one of the most remarkable people in the world, oh, but, but she did hearing. not, she did not make this decision without thought and, and, um, her people were around her and we were around her to the level that we could be allowed to be around her. But when you're in that space, I'm telling you, you just don't know what you, you know, you don't know what to ask for and you don't know how to seek help. Um, for the first two weeks, I didn't have anybody living with me. In fact, somebody offered for me to stay in their, their place instead of staying in my place. And, and I remember things like wanting to make sure the sheets weren't, were, were taken off of the bed that he was sleeping on because he had died there. And I didn't want to come home to see that. And then the emergency room when they came to remove him and the bandages and, you know, all the, them, you know, seeing if he could even be revived and all that stuff that they left, all the debris they left on the floor. Yeah. So, you know, all those things are happening and, and she's, you know, I don't, I don't, I can't speak for her implicitly, but I can tell you that she was just, she just wasn't in a place to be able to even accept help. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I think right. we have to recognize that and no, honor. I can, the I can respect that. I yeah. can respect that. And oh, honor the God. fact that she, you know, Ooh. she, she tried, I, I'm going to assume that she tried to do things in a way that was respectful to the people that love her. And, um, she would want us to celebrate who she was and all that she's given and brought to the table. And I think maybe one of the things that we could do as a collective group is figure out how we could honor her. Yes. Maybe we set up a, a SWAT scholarship, you know, and we all make a donation. So once a year, somebody gets a free um, certification program or, you know, or we donate money to some cause based on her story. Um, but I think that's the way we look at what we can do moving forward yeah. is how can we honor her. I know, and, that, um, I know, Taryn, that you've just recently completed your gentle release trauma um, uh, mm -hmm. certification with our brilliant professor of coaching, Isabella Riskopova. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And I think one of the things we also have to be really aware of is that things like this can really trigger PTSD and trauma in ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, I also think we have to realize that we are so connected emotionally and energetically that sometimes even when we don't know why, what's going on with us, why are we so sad? I have to tell you, I have had Yes, I had some things happen, but I've had the hardest week. I feel like, I know I'm, I'm being, I don't mean to sound dramatic, but I shared it with my daughters. I shared it with Aaron. I I just felt so unbelievably sad this week. And that doesn't normally happen to me. And well, there's a lot. Go I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. There's a lot going on. And I think you have to, you have to recognize that we've been in lockdown for a year. Mm-hmm. We've we're been so, in lockdown we're, for a year, we're, we're, and we dealt, 
in the U.S., and I'm sure it affected those in Canada, we dealt with a, a presidency that was was difficult for many reasons. I'm not going to say one way or the other why. Well, I'll know, I you know that, can... to, to not to cut you off, but I know that for Catherine, that was, we talked, right? We were like talking on January 6th mm -hmm. when that went down. We were talking on mm -hmm. the 20th when, um, mm -hmm. yeah, Biden was just the shock over what we, like the shell shock, the shell shock too. Mm -hmm. um, we're all exhausted. We're all exhausted. We're all exhausted. And there's a little bit of hope showing up on the horizon. And... Our, I think our mental capacity, our mental health is, is fighting with our, our inner critic. Like, it can't be true. It can't be true. Good things aren't happening. You know, and we, we want to move in that direction, but we're hesitant because we've been through a year of COVID. Yeah. And so I think we have to, and the Crystal, a lot of this comes from the emotional edge and comes from the empowerment training. We have to give ourselves some grace. Yeah. And we have to allow ourselves to feel the pain. And there's nothing wrong with feeling the sadness. And sadness is an emotion that we hold in woman energy. Yeah. And I've talked about this with several of the people that I've coached based on the lessons I received from you. We, in woman energy, we allow those emotions. We don't deny them. Yeah. We got to feel and them. So and I think you, have to. you yeah. have to, unless you, you, if you don't want to feel them, here's the thing. If you don't want to feel them and you find a way to escape that feeling and numb that feeling, which is something a lot, we all have learned our own little unique ways of doing it, which, which aren't that unique. Um, but it will come, it will finally catch up with you. Um, so I think the great gift today is that we're on, it's, it's, it's natural to cry. You know, I wrote, I actually can't believe I wrote it on my Facebook page. Aaron read it afterwards and said, honey, did you actually write that you want to throat punch someone? Like, um, <laughs> I'm laughing, but um, I'm not good. I don't want to be sad. And my sadness gets triggered and I don't want to feel sad. I don't want to feel like that 16 year old girl who sliced the, you know, who kind of seesawed the razor blade back and forth across my own wrists. So it triggers. And sometimes that's what happens. I don't want to, I don't want to go there. Um, but what's been powerful for me this week is, is, and it's so interesting because I didn't even know this was my dear Catherine had actually taken her life until this morning. And yet, um, something was so triggered so deep in me and, uh, we have to go there. We have to go there so that we can feel it so that we can, you know, um, yeah, I have a tendency to want to get mad than sad. I have to let myself feel the sadness. I have a tendency to want to throat punch someone rather than sob. But that's my warrior. That's my warrior that takes over because I, I don't want to feel like the scared little girl. I don't want to fall back into that place of being that scared little girl. Um, but I think this work and Taryn, you you're a just you know you're you're so brilliant at the emotional edge work as well is just that is letting ourselves be in it and like what does my worry why is my warrior showing up instead of my scared girl what is it here to teach me what am i what can Catherine's death um how can i somehow use that in my own life to heal i'll tell you one thing it has really shown me because i've had my own i know it's so shocking when i my own clients here like i remember one time i six months ago when I said, I'm going to do a 90-day alcohol-free challenge. And one of my own students said, well, why would you need to drink? Not not that I'm like, you know, it was like, well, what, what do you mean? Like, it doesn't matter how much money you have in the world. If your heart is broken, if your heart's been broken by something, it doesn't matter how pretty you are. It doesn't matter how silky your sheets are. You want to crawl into bed and 
and you, those things are human that's part of our humanity so one of the things this has taught me is uh never ever crystal never ever 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 let your brain go to that dark place again ever you, i can't for me it really triggered something in me this week and, and because i really went to a dark place for the first time probably since i was a teenager this week finding out that Catherine took her life was like what was i connecting to what was i feeling like what was going on there so i just think we have to realize that this stuff can really trigger us into our own wounds and i want to encourage anyone who's listening right now that we offer we do offer free mentorship coaching with women like Taryn, women like Charlene, who's on the call. I mean, Taryn has now graduated and is launching her own courses, but you know, women like Taryn who have their own life's experiences that have gone through the, pro the process and learned the interventions. Uh, we're here at the SWAT Institute. So I do want to just say to anyone listening, maybe whether it's your first time, it's your 50th time, www.swatinstitute.com. Catherine was a graduate of our program. Um, but it just goes to show you that you can be such a beautiful, shiny, bright light, but still get sucked down sometimes into those black holes. Taryn, anything you want to just share? And also feel. Yeah, Charlene. I, I also, yeah, I also feel though, like it's really important to, to know that like today I am really sad of losing a friend. Yeah. And I, I'm, I, that's, that's, that's the feelings I'm feeling right now. Yeah. That's what it came down for me. I'm, I'm shocked, but I'm sad. I'm so sad for her. And so sad that something for her was that, I'm, that unfixable. You know, it's love. It's the kind of love that's kind of hard to understand or explain. And, um, and she, I, I, I can't speak for her, but not being able to live without him. I mean, they were such a, such a, they were I such know. a, um, Team. like when you talk about a person where you, that's your left hand, your left body, your right part of your body, that was them. You know, yeah. they were, they were connected in that way, in that way. And, um, there's no answer. I don't think we can answer it. And I think talking to you, Charlene, about losing a friend, that's, you're going through grief and you have to, you yes. have to experience yes. and go through grief. Um, when I heard well, I it this morning, yeah. yeah. And when I heard it this morning, I immediately thought about my husband and I was like, mm -hmm. Oh wow. You know, and it's been three years and I had to take a deep breath and go, I have to be so thankful for the fact that I was, and I don't want to call it strength because it, I wasn't strong, but I didn't go there like she did. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I recognized that I had to move forward and I had to do it on my own. Um, and each person handles things differently, but it's, it's ultimately our, our decision on how we choose to handle it. Yeah. You know, and, and, um, and what's so important, Taryn, what, what, what you're talking about, it, it really is truly like we can have the answer sometimes for someone else. And, you know, we have to, you know, something I was reading, interestingly enough, when I Googled suicidal ideologies on Wednesday, first time in my entire life, why I would, I would Google why? that. Why? Why would I Google suicidal ideologies on Wednesday? Um, every, every time you put anything to do with suicide, the first thing that pops up is crisis hotlines. Um, and I was reading this article about called The Three-Day Rule. 
And it, you know, when you feel that moment of like, I don't want to go on, you have to promise yourself that you'll give yourself three days. And at any point in those three days, which doesn't really mean do it in three days, it's giving you some, some space to pause and breathe because sometimes we become so emotional and so overwhelmed by our emotions in the moment. And anyone, like the work that we do at our school is all about emotions and allowing yourself to feel those emotions, but to know you don't have to become that emotion. You need to feel that grief, Charlene. We need to feel that grief, but we don't actually have to become the grief. We can feel it, we process it, we allow it. Think about the work that we learned through the SWAT Institute in grieving. There is that great mm -hmm. book called Transitions by, what's his name? I have it on my William Bridges. Of the table. William Bridges. Uh, I can't and remember. These, these stages of grief, which was is it the, overcoming transitions or something? I think it was called Transitions by William Bridges. And, you know, the first stage yep, yeah, of grief yeah. he talks about yep. is um, like um, the end, the ending. Cause at the ending, mm -hmm. there's three stages. There's the ending, which we, if we were to use that in terms of our map of empowerment, we would use grief, which sits just above um, um, apathy. And what happened for Catherine has to be that she fell from grief lower into apathy. And apathy is that feeling of hopelessness. It's that mm -hmm. feeling of stuck it's that feeling of i can't see the light at the end of the tunnel and this is a pure this is a pure real life uh, scenario of when grief takes you lower and you fall into that apathy you fall into the guilt and the shame and i'm certainly not saying that's where she was but if we can move through grief in a healthier way we can't deny it we can't run away from it we feel it and we we realize that there has been an ending and then we move into what william bridges calls i think he calls it uh, like no man's land and we feel confused uh -huh. and we feel lost we don't have what was we don't know what will be and this is the hardest place this is the, the no man's land of confusion. Who am I? What will I be? What's happening? It's such a loss. And in our map of empowerment, we would actually be able to actually see that literally on our map of empowerment that from grief, if we were to rise higher, we actually have to move into our fear and the fear of what mm -hmm. now and the fear of how will I carry on and the fear of of what next and the fear of all of the things and who knows what fears overtook Catherine. Um, and on the other side of that, William Bridges says, is new beginnings. And that's where in our map of empowerment, it literally climbs from grief to fear to desire. And if we can only just even find that place somewhere inside of ourselves that says, that that knows, and, and that's why I think it's so important that we share this, not just my work, but tr but but transitions that book, or for someone that's in that place to say, you're not alone. This is the grieving process. You go from feeling the ending to sheer confusion to suddenly there will be a moment, and Taryn, you can speak to it. I've had many uh -huh. other different losses. There's just some moment where just a tiny flicker of light turns back on, even if it's just a tiny little match in the darkness that reminds you, uh -huh. you're still alive. There's more, hang in yeah. there. And then we go through anger. 
And I'm sure, Taryn, that you could speak to that, that anger that you start to feel like, why did this happen to me? This isn't fair. And mm -hmm. that allows us to move, if we can move higher, back into pride and the courage to carry on. Karen, what do you want to share? I can hear you there. Well, yeah. you knew, <laughs> you know me. I just wanted to <laughs> run right through anger. I just wanted to skip over it and not did. pay attention. <laughs> so it took me a little while. Um, you know, I, I I I can't stay much longer. I got it's unfortunate. It, I have missed these. I have missed these calls because I have webinars oh. that go up against them, and this time I have one that starts at two. So I was so excited that I could mm, get on. I'm so glad but um, but I think what we have to remember is that we are human, and we all need to be coached from time to time. Yes. And um, you know, Catherine probably could have used that and yes. and didn't rely on you know the group that is here that could have could have helped her and yes. offered support to her or relied on her own knowledge because she was an extremely extremely intelligent wonderful mentor and coach um but i think when you look at the, the map of empowerment and and you know i've been coaching some people this past this past week and and some of them are in grief and i'm like and it's not a good place to be it's a sucky place it doesn't yeah. feel good but you have to feel it you just you can't do anything about it. And, you that, and you're right. You can't spiritually bypass like the, it. You can't spiritually bypass uh, and be like, I'm just going to move on. I'm going to. You can't. No. And I, I grieved all, for a full year um, and wrote letters to my husband. And, you know, and, you know, you know the whole story, Crystal. And um, I went on vacation to the place we went on vacation to and cried and bawled my eyes out. And, um, and then somebody told me that the grief would get, the moments of grief will get farther apart. You know, that mm -hmm. one day you're crying every day and then you're crying once a week and then you're crying once a month. And and um, and that's what happens. And then all of a sudden and I keep going back to your your story of the dimmer switch, you know, how that that represents the map of empowerment yeah. going up the ladder. And, and that's what happens is the dimmer switch turns on a little bit and you're like, OK, I'm here. And you just keep moving through it. And um, yeah. it's when you don't avoid it that I think you start seeing, I think, and going back to what you read at the very beginning about Catherine, you start seeing the magic. Mm. Yeah, she you was a magic success magician. Happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what I want to know is, can you hear me? Yeah. Yep, shut what up. I want to know, though, but like, Terrence, in mm -hmm. a situation that just happened, like, like we're talking about Catherine, and mm -hmm. we're saying that there's nothing that we could have done. But what mm -hmm. I want to know is like, I mean, is there something we could have done? Really? You know, Charlene, because... I'll tell you. I'll tell you, Charlene. Um, mm. Something yeah, very, me. something very interesting that I've, um, you, you ladies know this, but um, a lot of people don't know that I've never, I've gone through a lot of trauma in my younger years, mm -hmm. and it really caught up with me in my forties. And in my forties, I decided I need help. I've never asked for help. I never. Mm -hmm. It was. It's hard sometimes to get coaching with your own women who are absolutely your equals, they're as intelligent, they're as wise, they're as, but when you're their teacher, it's sometimes hard mm -hmm. to get coaching with, it's sometimes hard when, and maybe even for Catherine, she was in such an, I, and I don't mean to put it in this way, but in such an elevated place in mm -hmm. her work and the work she was doing with so many that this week, and this is what I'm trying to say, like, ladies, something in my brain, I booked my first therapy session. It's today. How crazy mm. that I wow. have a therapy session wow. at 3.30 today with David Bedrick, 
who I'm mm-hmm. always, I just, I did that on Monday or Tuesday of this week. I felt the heaviest I had felt since I felt like I was a teenager and I couldn't quite put my finger on it. And I reached out to Madeline, my daughter, and I said, um, and, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, but when he gave me his prices, I was like $380 for the hour. And Madeline says, mom, you're 500. So suck it up. <laughs> and $380 for the hour. Are you kidding me? And I, and I would, and I would say, Crystal, you're worth it. Yeah, I know. You're worth it. And I didn't know what I was talking about. And I don't even know today if it's going to be that, you know, I found out last Friday that I have a first cousin who'd been put up for adoption that no one in the entire family talked about. I grieved for the idea that my 15-year-old aunt was sent away and sent to a girl's home at 15. Not her own sisters didn't know she was pregnant. She had to give birth Mm. and come home and carry on like nothing had happened. And Mm. I was so emotional over that. I, I, I saw my father on Sunday who he's just come back into my life. He was... He was raging and angry and filled with hate. And it was shocking to see this man who's like, you haven't really been in my life in 40 years. Why do you have all this hatred? I woke up Monday morning just like, I got more on my heart and soul than I can handle right now. And I'm reaching out for help. So if I can say, Crystal Andrus Morissette, who's the founder of the SWAT Institute, who's written five international best-selling books, whose work is featured on Oprah, I need help. We can't do it alone. And I think the biggest takeaway that I want to share today is um, I don't care who you are. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how rich you are. I don't care how educated you are. You can't do it alone. We can't do this journey alone. And I think, Charlene, in answer to your question, so many people did do what they could do for her. We did it at the capacity that we were capable of. We, we, we can't be everyone's um, rock and everyone's shoulder all the time. It, it, you, would, you would wear yourself out. And, and I think we don't truth, know, Taryn. We don't know, and I don't mean to say this, but, you know, uh-huh. Aaron's, this is something else I don't share. Aaron's grandmother took her own life. Um, so this is heavy. This is very heavy. And, um, and what we don't know is... Was it an accident? Was it her her in such grief that she took one too many prescription pills that that with along with wine? Is that what did it? We don't know. And we don't know if this was intentional. We don't know if it was accident. We don't know this yet. But what we do know is we've lost someone who right. who we love. And and what it shows us is just how, how impactful our lives are. My God, just... I think you touched... You know what? I think you touched on something really important that I want to bring back. That I think it's really important that if anyone's hearing this, that they need to hear this part again. That if you are already a woman that is known and resonating, like in, you know, your woman energy. Yeah. And you hold you hold this space, because I'm, I'm going here right now. So you hold this space for so many people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is true, Crystal. You almost feel, I don't know, it's a weird It's a weird thing because you're like, you know what? I'm empowered for all these people and I hold all this beautiful yes. space. But the reality is the darkness that we feel ourselves, yes. it mm-hmm. is really, oh, Lordy, it is really challenging for me mm-hmm. also to find 
someone. Yes. Honestly. Yes. To go through my to go through all my darkness. Yes. Uh-huh. And um, and I want I want everyone that's listening right now. I mean, honestly, th- what this taught me, you guys, I got to reach out to. Period. Yes. It's enough is enough because yes. thank you for yep. saying that you reached out and you're getting account you're getting things. I've always known that Crystal. Like I've always been able to bounce off of other women, but I've recently too found myself like, who am I going to reach out to? Right. Who who but can listen I listen to? Go ahead, Taryn. Listen to all, listen listen to what you said, Charlene, at the very beginning. Yes. You said we yes. hold this space for so many people. It's not yes. as coaches. It's not our job to hold their space. We can I hold. Know. We can keep a container for them and and um, and give them give them the freedom to learn and to develop and to grow themselves. But it but we cannot hold all their well, emotions. Well, thank you for they saying that, Taryn. Because I'll tell you something yes. that I said this week to Aaron. Um, it was actually what? this morning. It was actually this morning. I said that's so great. Like it's not for me to be like. You see how psychic I am. You see how I didn't mean it like that. But I I we all as coaches as intuitives as healers if we can be so bold as to say is that we have to remember that if we don't know how to protect ourselves take care of ourselves get the help that we need Mm -hmm. we do hold we can hold space like when you think about i sometimes teach a course let's say for example and it's so powerful that when i hang up i actually feel the palms of my hands they're just buzzing everything's buzzing and i think to myself in my little enlightened moment oh my God, I'm holding space for some deep healing for these women that I love. Uh-huh. And I feel the same way. Something is coming way. through me and somehow I'm, yes. but we have to catch ourselves. And this is what the realization is this week. Wait a second, just what Taryn said. We, it's like we can take, we, we, we have to teach. It's like that saying, you can give a man a fish and feed him for a day, teach a man to fish. Our job is to stop giving our fish away. We have to right. teach other people this space and to hold that space. So if this week it's too hard for me, I need to go and get the help I need. And right. mm-hmm. and being able mm-hmm. to do that and recognize it. You know, I reached out, Colette Baron-Reed and I, you guys know, are, we're very dear friends. And we were both just back and forth texting each other this morning, crying. And how desperately we said, like, now thankfully we live in... 45 minutes from each other but we haven't seen each other in a long time because of covid because of lockdowns because we're leaders we're trying to follow protocol we are following protocol because we're a leader we're trying to take that place and say listen we're going to get through this but both of us just kind of cried today together and said i need someone who can match me i don't want someone who's got me on a pedestal that will be devastated to hear that i'm i'm really losing it right now but right, maybe I'm exactly. wrong in that. Maybe I'm wrong in that. And to say, I'm a leader, but I'm human. Uh, exactly. Catherine was a leader, but Catherine's human. And yep. we have to reach out because the the it's not just that we have to. It's the devastation that this does. Suicide leaves everyone around that person left with... Um, Yes, we get. Yes, all of us. We know we don't die. We know that energy never. Say that again. Sorry, I'm going to shut up. Go, Taryn. We're left with emptiness and a loss, and and it when we when we are left with emptiness and a loss, our first reaction is to try and fill Fill that space. Yes, and we can't always fill it with something else or replace it. it. We have to acknowledge that that loss is there, and it's 
it's I, it's becoming part of who we are. Yeah. But we can't, okay, I'm going to fill it with alcohol or I'm going to fill it with drugs or I'm going to fill it with, you know, with yeah. all those things that we try to do to, to numb the pain. We have to feel the loss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I will yeah, tell I you. Feel, I'm feeling all the feels, I'm telling you. Yeah, yep. that's so important. Um, you know, I'm like, I'm, not that I haven't had wine. That's so silly to say that because I've had, I've enjoyed a glass of wine here or there. But I'll tell you, I didn't realize up until last September um, that I was starting to feel that I didn't realize how heartbroken I was about things in my own life that I never allowed myself to really grieve. So this last six months of, uh, and, and I will add, sugar-free, carb-free, Alcohol free. I've done it all. Um, You're doing it all, girl. You're I am. Doing it all. Oh, I You're am. Just like cleaning up. Yeah, just cleaning out and resetting my mm -hmm. emotional, my emotional, um, just a reset to allow me to rise back up and to allow me to let myself feel what I feel and to ask those great questions that walk ourselves through it. Um, but this has been really big because. I'm just so grateful I am feeling it. I'm so grateful I can cry. I'm so grateful I, I can cry. I, because I think I spent years and I, years and years, I never cried. I never cried. I would, I wouldn't, I, I might, I would cry. I don't mean to say that. I would cry for other people. I would cry at Hallmark commercials. But he never cried for me, ever. Uh, and this is powerful to allow ourselves to grieve our loss of this. Right this beautiful soul and she's not I think gone. I have a question yes. I have a question I really I want this answered too mm. because I think it's important so if anyone's hearing this right now and they are also let's say that they are also on a, in a situation that they have lost their their loved one too parent is there anything that we can say to them yeah this is important and, and if we're I want to say something this is really important to me right now if, if someone's hearing this and they're like, well, listen, I just lost my loved one too. Mm -hmm. And they're, and they're, you know, in a, in a situation like our girl, our sister, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is there anything that, is there anything that they can do? Because she was in a situation and obviously we don't know, we don't know what was actually going in her head. I understand this, mm -hmm. but it got to a point that she took her life. Right. And so I want to know, is there something we can say right now that, that they can, like reach out charlene's getting ready to throat punch someone yeah. <laughs> i'm well, getting, i'm sorry i'm i can't talk i'm, I'm swelling up my yeah. throat is actually swelling up right yeah. now yeah, yeah. I, I, I will because say you, this i okay. i'll say this when I, have to, I have to go after, after this because i have another call too but um one thing that w I, really stood out for me was what people did that was different everyone always says you know i'm so sorry for your loss I'm so sorry for your loss. And then my husband died of cancer. So it was like, he, what did he die of? I died, he died of cancer. What kind of cancer? Like yeah, that matter, he's dead, you know? So it was being very, just being very cautious yep. of what you can say. Um, you can Google, there's a ton of books about it. And there's, there's a Google of like what not to say to somebody who's grieving, who's yeah. lost their spouse. There's a ton of things. But what, what was good for me was I had a friend that would call and say, I'm just calling to check in. Yeah. And would you like to go to dinner? And yeah. it's okay if you think you do, and then you change your mind at the last minute and you want to cancel, I get it. Yeah. It was that kind of thoughtful thinking that, um, it's was not a asking different. questions, isn't it? Not how are yeah. you, but saying, I'm thinking of you. Yeah. I'm here. Um, and then. Here. Not, and then I had if you one, need I had me, one, reach out. Go, sorry, go ahead, Tara. Yeah. yeah. And, and then I had one um, 
member of our association who sent me a, a message called me every once a month because most people forget after the first two to three weeks. Yeah. And he called me every month to just check on me. So those kinds of things are a lot more thoughtful now. And that's with this situation with, with Catherine, it wouldn't have worked because, you know, she's gone now. But if, it, you know, I would have, I put it, I would have put it on my calendar to check in with her next month and see how she's doing. Well, and that's those why we were going to send her flowers. I thought, I literally thought, well, I won't send flowers the week that everyone's sending flowers. Yeah, exactly. It was on my list. To, Madeline actually wrote this morning, went, wow, that was on our list for next week. We literally had yep. her on our list to send her flowers just yep. to let her know so thank you Taryn. I, I know you we have don't to run remember. i have yeah, to be, i do yeah. it's good talking to you guys it's i'm so glad i got to be on this call it's kind thank of kismet thank that you. kind of natural that i happened today because yeah. after what's gone on but yeah. i appreciate you. you guys i love I this and i thought you. i thought it was a great conversation about grief and we need more of it talk to y'all later we yeah. do bye Taryn. Bye, bye thank you bye yeah, so ladies, I do want to let you know, anyone who's listening, this might be your first time joining us. Um, normally, <laughs> I, I do open up the phone lines and do some coaching. So I know some 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 of you have called in today to get some coaching. So um, this probably won't be the week or the month that we do this, but I will be back the first Friday of April. Um, uh, we are here. Uh, I, I'm here. We have incredible students that are just getting ready to graduate who have gone through hours and hours and hours of training, uh, theoretical training, uh, listening to coaching calls, mastering the map of empowerment. And before they can graduate, they have to complete 30 practice coaching calls with real women from around the world. There's no cost. There's no upsell. No one will ever try to sell you into the school. No one will ever try to sell you anything. We're here for you. This is a true win-win. So if you're listening and you're thinking, geez, just like Crystal, I can't do this alone. I don't care how smart you are, how rich you are, how educated you are, or how whatever you are, we need each other. Uh, so I do want to say reach out, www.swat, like special weapons and tactical institute.com, swatinstitute.com. We really are women supporting women. We are here to support you, to commiserate with you, to celebrate with you. Um, once you have three calls with one coach, you can absolutely rebook, come back. So you have a coach every week for the rest of your life because we need each other. We need each other. We heal together. We cannot heal alone. So again, it's mentorship coaching, www.swatinstitute.com. And Charlene, we're going to get ready to say goodbye, but I just want to leave you. Uh, I just want to say I love you. Um, and is there anything you want to share just before we get ready to say goodbye today? Um, I love you too. And, and I know we're getting ready to say goodbye, but something came up again. So I have to say it. Yeah. Um, when Taryn said something, it, it, I'm, I'm coming back right now. Like this is on my heart right yeah. now. Yeah. When she said, when we were talking about Catherine, you know, this week and, and her and what happened. Karen was saying, and I asked her, you know, if there's anything we could have done or not done or where, where, was, where was she at at that time? Like, Catherine, we don't know, right? Yeah. But I don't want to say this out loud saying that because I don't, I don't know. It's, it's not feeling good to me right now. If saying that if she, she was so, like, that was the only love of her life, that that's why she had to, yeah. you know. Right, the whole um, twin flame thing. Life. I yeah, not true. I don't, but I don't, I don't feel that. Yeah, I, I don't agree. think that's, a, I think there, there, I don't want to say that. I don't want to say that out loud because I don't think that's what it was. Yeah, I don't think love I makes us like, take our lives. I think it's a tremendous yes, loss and yes. grief. 
Yeah. And so, um, so I think it's important that you know, it, it's yes, she was had a love, you know, for him, like so, so deep, and but to, but to not to take your life just because you feel, I mean, yeah, to there's take your fear life, right? And there's and there's you, more. You know, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, of course, of course, of course. Yeah, we don't take, we don't, okay. we we've we've dropped into a place that is so dark and heavy and sad and fearful and alone and desperate and none of that is actually what love is um so i agree with you and i think it's important uh that we know that um you know uh all of those things that i actually know you should never say to someone that's in it but this too shall pass um and your life is so important and you don't realize how important your life is and you don't realize all of the people that are, and you might think, even if you're alone right now, thinking nobody would mm -hmm. care, they would. It's devastating for the people yes. around you to to lose you. I do want to let you know and that I, I did a, a Simply yeah. Woman Superstar uh, interview with Catherine on October 1st of 2020. She right. was beautiful and amazing. And I do, I've pinned it on my uh, fan page. So if anyone would love to see Catherine, share that interview um celebrate her and i think that's what's really important one of the things that taryn said is we need to celebrate her but i think we do as celebrate. a sisterhood need to come up with a way that we can create some type of tribute to, um, because her life was so meaningful so um we're gonna this conversation isn't over uh, we're going to continue to pick up and and uh, we'll talk about this in our private spot sisterhood forum uh, what we can do. If there's anyone else on the line right now, before we say goodbye, I know some of you here on the line, I see a lot of SWAT students and graduates. If there's anyone that would like to share, uh, please press star two uh, and we'll open the lines to you. Don't feel pressure, but if there's anything that anyone would like to ask, share, or comment, uh, star two on your line. And with that being said, I do, uh, I, I see someone has raised their hand here. I'm not sure who it is. I'm going to unmute your line now. Hey, who's that? Hey, it's Anto. Anto, my darling. How are you up in the yellow knife of the freezing cold world? I'm doing good. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm doing good, actually. I can't complain. Um, I just wanted to add to the discussion how we were saying, what do we say to to people who have who are mourning or who have lost someone. I think what's important too is um, to be able to be there and just offer silence. Just to be with them is enough. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to feel pressure to say anything or yeah. come up with something. Um, just being with them, it speaks uh, a lot. Yeah. Speaks volumes. Yeah. 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 I know you reached out to, to me. That. I know you reached pri privately out to me. Uh, was it this morning or last night that you you sent me last a message? night? Last night. Yeah. I didn't get it last night. I got it this morning. So, uh, you were just sharing that you'd had a really hard day. Anto has uh, her own struggles. That she's a powerhouse, amazing woman warrior, but she has her own struggles. She has to have a blood transfusion every few weeks in order for her to stay alive, and she's. She's off uh, uh, up in the Yellowknife right now with her uh, partner. And for the first time in her life, she's had to have these blood transfusions in a different hospital. And you had a really rough go yesterday. But you said yeah, that when you saw that <laughs> message um, that Catherine had, had wasn't here, it really helped to put things in perspective. But I want to send you it a big did. hug and love because 
you've been through your own grieving. You've lost both your parents. I think you've lost your sister. So you know what yeah. grieving is all about. And so this can trigger us. You know, it can trigger you. Yeah. It can trigger that pain. Uh, so you too, Anto, um, you're not alone. Like all of us, mm -hmm. let's reach out. Let's stay connected. I love you. You know how much I love you. So thanks for being oh, I love you too. on the call today. Thanks, Charlene, for being on the call. Thanks to everyone who's Thank been you. on the call. I think Thank I'm going to end today with, uh, with Catherine, her song, Innate Spirit, something that we... Um, we spent a lot of time working on some of her videos and whatnot. I'm going to end with Innate Spirit. You can always download uh, Catherine Chavez's music at bandcamp.com. It's under Catherine Chavez.